Hello. Yeah, it's working. Should we begin? All right. Is it recording? It's now recording, yeah. Okay, nice. This is our cold opener. Yeah, it's recording. Cheers. Well, cheers. Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a, a bit of a flashback episode. It's me and Evan, so it's like if you're a very early listener, if you were here for a Almost a year ago, yeah. From the very launch, this will be back like the uh, back like the golden days. We're bringing right. back features. We're bringing back news. Well, we've always had news, Ooh, but we're yeah. bringing back a strict, <laughs> strict, strict format. Mm. Now it has been a while since it was just the two of us. Where the start was again. the last time? Just the two of us would have been. I think we've done one this year. I think yeah. in January or February, Faris had to do something at some point. Yeah, like when I'd first kind of got back from Sydney. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, he had some stuff to do. Yeah, right? Because I've done tons with just Faris. Yeah. I feel like I've done more just with um, Sabrina than I have with you. I don't know. We had about a, a run of six shows at the beginning, didn't we? That's true. No, no, no. I mean, like this year. Oh, this year. Yeah, probably. We yeah. haven't done... We haven't done one together this year. Whereas no. you and Sabrina have done a couple. Yeah, although I think we've only done one that was just me and Sabrina. Okay. Which was that really rambly one about the airplanes, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, But not really video game related, you know. Okay, it was just general chat. Yeah, exactly. Well, nothing wrong with general chat. Exactly. And, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know what to say to that. That sentence started (laughs) and you were hoping to find the path find the the path forward to some kind of uh, insightful comment, but, you know. It's me, I don't have that many insightful thoughts. Well, rather than insightful, I can at least be informative, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Faris isn't here, he was at a, he's been very busy. He actually did an interview last night, so quite late, and it gave us some of the news we're going to talk about today. But mm. we'll save that interesting tidbit for, le- tidbit for later. First emphasis first, on the tit. Emphasis on the tit, indeed. Oh, well, that will come up again later as yeah, well. Yeah, you'll, <laughs> you'll see that <laughs> If only this is a video podcast, then we'd have to really charge. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. How the devil are you? What have you been playing? Uh, I'm pretty good. I've been sick. Um, yeah, pretty unwell these yeah, days. Yeah, like, I know you've been not great. So, um, not ideal, which is why I wasn't on the, on the pod last week. Um, and I'm exhausted. I'm so tired, John. So bloody tired. But I have played some video games okay so last week when i was sick i realized that when i redid my playthrough of matt the mass effect trilogy last year when the remaster came out i got like maybe three missions away from the end of the game <sighs> of the third game like the yeah, final yeah, yeah and for some reason i don't know maybe something came out something happened i you didn't finish the game yeah so i went back and i finished mass effect 3 and the ending the ending, it's not that bad. It's not good, but, like, it doesn't really deserve all of the intense hatred people have. For the it's not of Game, Game of Thrones bad. It's not, like, no. an insult to fans. It's just not optimal. For me, the ending itself could be fine. They just don't explain anything. For example, it ends with this, like, thing where Joker and the gang are in the Normandy, and they're racing away from this, like, wave of energy. And all of the other ships just stay put. Like, I did the control ending, so it's not like... It doesn't destroy all of synthetic, all of the synthetic life and also all of the synthetic, um, which includes, like, ships and stuff. 
So there's actually no reason to be running away from that blast. Um, so it must be something else that they're running away from, but it's not explained. And it's also uncertain because they were heading towards the mass re relay and it's uncertain whether they actually caught the mass relay or not. We should have done a spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, but to be fair, this game is like actually ten years old. Yeah, so, like, yeah. It came at a certain out in point, it's on you if you haven't played. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. Um, and I haven't really spoiled what the actual ending is. To be fair, okay. I just, okay. I just there's just so many unexplained things where I'm just like, I literally sat on my phone for like an hour after finishing the last mission trying to figure out what the fuck happened, which really isn't ideal. No, you want it to be people putting down the controller, shaking, yeah. kind of processing what they've been through, not trying to figure it out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I've heard, I've heard, so I'm not a big Mass Effect fan, but my brother's a huge Mass Effect fan, and a few people I know are. Yeah. And I had generally heard criticism about the ending. But as you say, I think, uh, I think a lot of why people disliked it, which is, I think when people love anything, the ending's almost never going to be well received exactly. by the fan base. Exactly, it? yeah. I mean, uh, on the flip side, when I was then just kind of like I got out of the Mass Effect screen, I uninstalled the game because it was like, uh, well, it's I, I only have a think of one terabyte hard drive or something. Yeah. I wanted to play something else, so I uninstalled the game, and I saw on the um, on the homepage of PlayStation, I was playing on PS4 Pro. Um, they had like an ad for like some big summer sale or spring sale or something like this, and um. I was like, okay, I'll have a look. What do they have in there? And I realized that they had The Witcher 3, um, like, Game of the Year edition. Okay, so it comes for the DLC. Yeah, exactly. For, in Australian dollars, 15 bucks, which is oh, about wow. 8 euro. Yeah. Or about, yeah, like, ten dollars pounds. Yeah. Or ten less than $10. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck yeah. So, I, I mean, I've played the game. I have it on Xbox One, and I also, I originally played it on PC, but my PC is just, uh, well, my PC isn't with me, my proper PC, because it's a mammoth, and my uh, my gaming laptop is fucked, so I can't really use it. No, quite a demanding game. So I was so. like, you know what? I'm going to buy it, and I bought it, and I installed it, and I've started playing it, and I'm like 10 hours in already, okay. and I'm kind of like... I haven't played this much of a game like straight out for quite a while just because That's I don't really have nice. time. But tonight you're gonna go home, cuddle up, yeah. crack a beer. I'm and so just excited. Grind. I'm like it's I'm still in that like it's a five year old game. More than five years actually. Seven years since that game came out. Because it came yeah. out in twenty fifteen. And it is still like it shows its age in certain ways. The combat is a bit um old school. It's great. I love the combat in that game, but it is a bit clunky. And what I find really interesting, because I did play on PC originally. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I, I am uncertain whether it's that I'm used to PC or whether maybe my PS4 controllers, because the controllers that I have yeah. are actually original PS4 controllers from like, you know, 2013. 2013. Yeah. Um, whether it's just the controller input being a bit kind of fucked up because it's like a really yeah. old controller or whether it's just showing its age in terms of really simple things like interacting with stuff most games right like modern games if you're collecting stuff or you want to talk to somebody or you want to jump on your horse and like for example like you have to press a sorry x to go and jump on your horse and when you're running along 
Yeah. Usually you're used to being able to like just tap the A and you'll jump on. Like especially like after playing lots of Elden Ring because yeah. it's all so intuitive. Things are just in your proximity. No. You can just tap and grab them easy. Come yeah. easy guy. And in this game, you kind of have to stop and then really press the X for him yeah. to get on his horse. And it's the same with like um, like foraging, like picking up like the plants and stuff so that yeah. you can make your potions. Like usually you'd just be able to kind of run past and you're like, oh, there's a plant, pick it up and keep running. No, you got to stop and pick it up. You yeah. Know, and look at it so that the little symbol comes up and then press I the X. I hate that in games. It's enjoyable the first three times it happens, but any of those crafting mechanics, if you're going to get into them, you're going to do them thousands of times. So that it should always be just grab. It should, I don't want yeah, to have yeah. to look at the character... Just because yeah, the yeah. animators want something to do by showing me a wonderfully well. No, but the thing is that it doesn't. It doesn't movement. show him like. Um, have you played? You, you have. Yeah, I played yeah, The yeah. Witcher Three. Yeah, but it was such a long time ago. Yeah, you probably don't remember. Yeah. But you don't. There's no animation. It just shows a little like a menu box that pops up on the screen briefly, and then you've got to c- confirm it. <laughs> it just longs it out for no reason. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not just you run past and you pick it up. Like it gives yeah. you a little menu box that you that that has Are you a list. Sure, you want to pick up? Yeah, because it has like okay. a list as if you're like looting like a uh, like a chest or something, and it has where you it would usually have like four or five marigolds times four. Yeah, <laughs> but instead it's just because you're literally just looting a plant. So yeah. there's only ever going to be one item. Yeah. So you don't need that menu. If I've pressed X, it probably means that I want it, and also the weight of things like plants are so little that you don't really need to even think about it. No. No, um, it should just be grab, put it in my bag. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a bit, it is still a bit clunky, but I'm really enjoying it. I'm still kind of, I'm in Belen. I'm still, you know, doing the stuff with the, uh, with the Bloody Baron. Um, and it's great. There's just so much to do in this game. Yeah. It's, it, it is one of those examples of a game that just has too much to do. But the thing about The Witcher um, and especially after playing, you know, things like the Assassin, the more recent Assassin's Creeds, which have kind of tried to do The Witcher and stuff. Um, think about The Witcher, every single quest, every single side quest, tiny little thing, Billy has lost his goat and you need to go find the goat. There's a whole backstory to it. Yeah. It's really... You can speak to four members of the family. There's some running subplot where the mum secretly wants to kill the cousin for... Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's like... It's a am- it's amazing how they managed to do this because it's almost overwhelmingly to... dense. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and even like this old lady who you meet by the side of the road who wants you to, f- to fix her statues has some backstory. And it's yeah. like, can't that, you just be an NPC? That conversation yeah. didn't need to be four minutes long, but I love it. You know? Yeah, it's good design. Well, 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 it's good design a... for per your tastes, but it's good yeah. effort. Yeah, good yeah. Content. it's not a game which you can really like rush through no because also like when it says you need to be level 30 like you need to be level 30 yeah <laughs> like there's no it's way it's not like if you can just sneak past it you can survive at level 24 yeah. with a good sword yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh very nice well you'll have the and dlcs to look forward to yeah i haven't played the dlcs i've never played the dlcs even though the witcher 3 was They're like my favorite game probably for a worth long time. the 15 dollars exactly i mean yeah. the dlcs used to be like 30 bucks each yeah when they first came out so it's like super good value but anyway john what have you been playing well today in the office just because it launched on the day that we recorded this uh, apex legends mobile but that's not really playing i think people uh like one of the one of the boons of working in this kind of a field or job. A lot of people assume sometimes when I get to play games in the office, it's really fun or it's like let your hair down and play games. But it's not. You kind of if you've got to actually do something in a game, like take screenshots or 
you know, do a specific thing for a guide mm. or something. It's actually just like running around like a war photographer through something yeah, really yeah, chaotic yeah. and dying. So it wasn't really relaxing, but you know, and mobile gaming's not massively my thing either. Also, I think um, people don't kind of remember that like we don't just have access to our own like server you know what i mean yeah. so like when you're trying to do like a how-to yeah. guide in something like oh, warzone or something like people are trying to kill you and people are trying like people are trying to kill you they're playing the game yeah and you're trying to like access some hidden yeah. thing um so that you have footage of it and can make a video out of it yeah and it's just impossible because yeah. you just keep dying people running around well luckily i plugged in a ps5 controller on mobile i've had enough of this and yeah. it just, you just dominate because people with the dexterity of two thumbs on the yeah, touch yeah, screen yeah, yeah. controller but it was good uh, i'm not a big mobile player but if you're if you are i will say this much it seems like the best it's the best mobile game i've ever played which to me isn't that impressive. It, but if you are a mobile gamer, it is an impressive. I, I know that uh, Fortnite is also on mobile. Have yes. you played Fortnite on mobile? So I haven't played Fortnite on mobile. I've only seen it. It does look very good as well. Yeah, right. I think I think really good actually. Don't they? Can you crossplay with PC on Fort? I'm not sure, but Apex is I a. Don't know. I think Fortnite is closer to a, just a version of the game straight. The Apex mobile version they have downgraded and restricted you a bit. Like it still is a big experience for mobile, but like, you know. Fewer legends. It doesn't. The resolution's not nothing to write home about. Yeah, but it yeah, does work yeah. quite well. But I did play um, on Sunday. A very old friend who we used to game a lot. We sort of just put off this and that. Redownloaded a very old Divinity One, which is just like a you know a turn-based like RPG, classic yeah, yeah. fantasy, whatever. Good, good game. Um, and we've just we've done that. It's quite funny. We've done the tutorial. It's one of those games where you know you have thirty characters where you've started. And one has mm. made it to like act two or three, so we know the beginning like ludicrously well. So we haven't quite a good time on that. Like, um, yeah, 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 just kind of joking. But it's got a one thing they do quite badly in Divinity One, which is uh, if you've done if you've played it a lot, you know how to do the start. But they really want to impress on you at the beginning of the game. Moral choices matter in this game. It's not just about combat. Sometimes mm. you can talk your way out of action, but they really want to imp- impress that on you. So there's too long of a period at the beginning where you're unarmed in town and it's like why not learn about who killed jake by using your charisma skills rather than like your abilities yeah 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 and it's too long it's like fun and i know it's going to end and i've done it so i know the walkthrough but i think it would put a lot of people off because it is like four hours before you like wow and it's mainly an action game so it's like four hours and then finally you can pop a fire. So would you recommend like if someone wanted to get into Divinity whether they should jump in at a later game? Or uh, whether they... I would still think so, yeah. I mean, and maybe that is good because the second one is it follows it mechanically but the story is thousands of years. so disconnected. You don't lose any... Someone would have just as good a time playing the second if they didn't know anything about what happened in the first. Yeah. So maybe I would do... I think you can still play and go back to Divinity 1 and have fun but I would say don't... Don't feel bad if you just use a walkthrough. In fact, do. I'd encourage people just use a walkthrough to get past the first tutorial area and then mm. go and explore it more naturally if you really yeah, want to do yeah, a talking yeah. thing. But yeah, that was good. Mm. That was, it was good fun, as I say. Absolutely. But features. So you've mentioned The Witcher there. Now, we know that yes. The Witcher is quite romantic, sometimes sexual. Oh, yeah. There's Evan. a very fantastic little... Uh... There's quite a few. Yeah, there's, yeah. Quite, there's <laughs> quite a few. The... Um, the... I think probably the most memorable one is obviously the Triss scene from the second game. Is that with the crab? No, that's the very, no, very that's, first scene. That's the very scene first of the third. Of the third. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the one where they fall down. They're in the middle of a fight. 
and they fall down this hole into this like springs and instead of going fuck there's probably enemies still waiting for us because we were just in a fight they're just like ah it's nice down here <laughs> it's a little steamy there's a nice little bath this let's is the get place. our fuck on you yeah. know like, <laughs> <laughs> nice nice let's get our fuck on but speaking of getting your fuck on evan yes what is the best relationship you have ever been a part of in a video game? Mm, mm. As in an RPG or some other video game? I think that the clear answer for me is Liara in Mass Effect. Okay, that was your that was your true not true love, but you know what I mean. That Within was my true games. gaming love. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I just remember being a kid and just being fucking in love with that blue alien lady. Like, for <laughs> some reason. I don't know why it was. And she's barely in Mass Effect 2, and that's one of the reasons where I'm like, oh, fuck, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it lost the magic of the first game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> New dev team, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they hired the good people. They fired the good people, rather. And, uh, no, it's it's really funny because uh, she is actually a legitimately cu- quite interesting character. Um, and I think maybe Garrus is the only one who comes close to being as good a partner. Because, I mean, there's, like, there's Caden, there's Ashley, um, and they're both just the most bland, boring characters you've ever Matt's yeah. in a video game. You know, they're she sounded, so boring. Captain, why don't we learn to do the tutorial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, same with Miranda. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that that was the thing. She actually stood out. She had a personality and a character. She had a really interesting, like, backstory mm-hmm. and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think that Liara, for sure, especially when you're getting, like, into the, that third game and, like, you have this, like, sense of... Um, terror that like the end of the world is coming and like you literally have these conversations where you're like this could potentially be the last time we ever see each other kind of thing yeah you know um and i won't spoil anything more than what i spoiled earlier but like the like the the farewell is heartbreaking okay um in in Mass Effect Three, and it's yeah. it's just a it is a really good like if you go down that particular route, it is actually a really good kind of relationshipy thing. Okay. Um, in Mass Effect, well 3. written. Yeah, well written, yeah. quite well yeah. written. And what about you, John? Mine's not well written, so I bring this game up a lot when it comes to best things. But it's just like my favorite RPGs of childhood, Fable Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so if you play Fable, if you're not familiar, uh, there are these. There are these doors around the world that open up, like they're called demon doors, and it's like you do like a puzzle or you do something in front of it, like a different small quest, and then it opens up. It's like you've done my task, now I open for you. Yeah. And it's like just the you, the player character, can go into these tiny pocket realms that like other people in the world can't go into. Mm-hmm. And normally it's like, you know, some classic fantasy scene, like a you know, a, a shimmering lake or a library in the middle of a snowy forest or something like that. But one of them is called the Homestead, and it's like a kind of windmill farm, and it's really idyllic, and it's always there. It's like perpetually that kind of uh, sunset, uh, kind of peachy skies, setting mm. uh, sun. There's a rooster. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's a kind of yeah, as a, a house built off this windmill, and it's perfect. It's protected. But you are allowed to bring NPCs into the homestead, <laughs> and I had on a uh, I had a, I had a wife in the game uh, who I had in the homestead 
who was kind of protected in that realm and couldn't be because your 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 normal NPC families can be involved in other things that happen in the world if they're outside in the normal world. So yeah. I opened up the demon door, set up the homestead, and I had a wife and a family there. <laughs> um, Hello. Hello, what? Hello, it's the F Man. Out of nowhere. Here for five minutes. Here ah. for five minutes. F Man, we're doing our favorite relationships in gaming. I heard you because I was in the other room taking screenshots on the PS5 nice. for work. I was just describing uh, how in Fable 2 there was a little pocket realm of a beautiful house where I kept a wife and family uh, so that they would be protected from the dangers of the outside world. And I would just go and visit them periodically, very regularly actually. It was a bit weird, but now, <laughs> now I think about it, it's a bit uh, too much like keeping a prisoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We're, we're, but I just. Don't my, leave. <laughs> well, my thinking was no matter what the danger is that's sort of impending as the story goes on, they will always be protected from that, and I can come and. You know, bring them lovely gifts and things from town. Um, and it's just a <laughs> lovely life I could always retreat to at the end of a hard day's adventuring. <laughs> that was my best relationship in gaming. Well, Farris, you join us for five minutes. Join us for the feature question. What yes. is your best relationship you yeah. ever had in a game? I, uh, like I said, I heard you, so I had a few minutes to think about it. And it actually came to me quite quickly, which is um, the, rela- the main relationship in the new Wolfenstein games. I don't know if you played them. Mm-hmm. But your character BJ Blaskowitz, he uh, falls in love and eventually marries uh, this Polish woman called Anna. And it's an amazingly written and acted relationship, which uh, is so like uh, subtle in many moments. There's like a lot of really uh, beautiful moments between them, but they're also um, these very loudmouth, strong characters. So there's like quite. Um, some really good, surprisingly good for video game sex scenes and stuff like this. And that's going to be our second feature question, so keep it bottled in. It's going to be so cringe. But they're often like genuinely really uh, tasteless and like cringy. But this is just like, you know, really, really well done. Like it's it's, like really realistic in a way that's like really, uh, like it was was surprising. It was like, oh, video games can do this. you can have sex and then not be super embarrassing. That's so it's not like Ezio finger-banging someone at the beginning of Assassin's Creed 2 that escaping through a window to their parkour. <laughs> bastardo, bastardo! Now, I will just... Just slam an X as like a 12-year-old. Just my last word on this really amazing relationship. It starts in the first game with um, you, you're in a coma and what, the first thing you see when you wake up is Anna because she's a, she's a nurse taking care of you while you were in a coma for like 20 years or something and uh, the the last one of the last scenes with her with them together in the second Wolfenstein game is her literally naked soaked in blood holding two machine guns in her hands mowing down Nazis to protect you (laughs) and that's that's all you need that's to know. That's your really. ideal woman. Two two machine guns in hand, taking care blood, of me, giving me a little kiss, naked, killing know, Nazis, give me a little kiss on the cheek, and then mm, killing Nazis. Or also, she's heavily pregnant in that scene as well. I forgot to mention. <laughs> so yeah, amazing, amazing stuff. It it goes into both extremes of like really, you know, out there and and aggressive, and also it's incredibly like subtle and lovely. And mm. It's 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 wonderful. It doesn't sound subtle, but it certainly sounds... Yeah. No, there's a lot of moments where it's like, there's this moment I'll never forget because it was, it was really shocking. It's like, 
I think towards the end of the first game and you're about to go like on your big last mission mm-hmm. and you have this like mission brief and she's like part of your team so she's there and you're about to leave and she's like oh uh, uh, BJ wait a second and she grabs you and just gives you a little kiss I was like okay you can go and it's like super lovely like really wonderful to see this kind of proper like romantic back and forth between two people who genuinely love each other in a game portrayed mm. like this in a fucking Wolfenstein game it, it was it was it was crazy and mm. I really really enjoyed it and I, I definitely think it's up there with the best relationships nice can now I, I gotta go can I, right, can I ask you now. one quick question okay, before question. you go okay. um, what do you two think about the relationship and I'm gonna get the name wrong who is the main character in the first Red Dead game John, John Marsden uh, John Marsden okay him and his wife in the second game. Mm. Oh, okay. That's a good one as well. That is and their one. young son. Yeah. He's born by that point. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think, I don't really remember the relationship with the main game, but like the, the long epilogue, I think exactly. the game does a lot of strong stuff with their relationship and it kind of solidifying and them building a family, basically. And it sets up everything yeah. that then happens. And there's a, it's yeah. quite, it goes right? against the expectations of video games quite a lot as well, because you don't choose the action, you don't choose the action choice. It's like sort of turning against the crime and the yeah. money and the glamour to uh, sort of this... be like, no, no. And especially how your main character gives his life to, to allow that to happen. That's That is an incredible scene, actually. The, the, the scene where you yeah. build the house yeah. is like iconic. Yeah. Um, and you do it for her. You do it for, uh, for your family. Yeah. And then... Yeah. Um, do you remember the... I don't want to spoil it because... We've... You know... Red Dead 2... We'll just say Red Dead 2 spoilers coming now. Okay. Uh, but there's the scene where they marry, right? Yeah, yeah. And, like, you have the photo and you can, like, choose the background and stuff. I think so, I yeah. thought it was yeah. really beautiful. Like, yeah. really... Kind of like what I said with Wolfside, like a really nice, subtle, beautiful moment. Yeah. And so you don't often have that because no. video game writers actually suck most of the time. It's either got to be incredibly mm. dramatic and over the top. It's never yeah. like the day-to-day domestic task. Like when yeah. you go and choose the house from the catalogue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, good. No, good. Yeah, uh, I wanted to mention that. But Faris, thank you for to go now. thank you for joining us for five minutes. Thank you, it was fun. I'm looking forward to editing this. Yes, lovely stuff. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Right, news. (laughs) So, we've gotten sexy, but now we're going to go serious. It's time for your daily dose of John News. Boom. Boom. We'll start with... Should we start with the gambling I've done this badly usually I start quite smoothly we'll start with just because we just talked about it Red Dead 2 the next gen update is yes. coming it is coming Evan we cannot confirm this from Rockstar but a leaker who is almost always right or is regularly right about things in the past has said that the Red Dead 2 next gen update is coming it's in development they are planning to release it it's no surprise this was always going to happen. I think it'll be great. I mean, like, that game looked unbelievable on last-gen consoles. So if they, like, really upgrade it, they, you know, if they put a lots of effort into it and it's Rockstar, so let's be real, we probably won't see this remaster until 2025 because they fucking take forever to do anything. Yeah. Um, then it'll probably be really good. Yeah, it'll be a good time to play it again. I think it's the kind I, of game you can't replay every year. But I am interested to see... With a break. If they maybe do both games. 
I think they would do that a would lot be better huge. not doing... A, I don't think they'll be able to monetize a PS5 upgrade for Red Dead 2 as well as they would doing a remaster of Red Dead 1. the original game. Yeah. And, if, and if they're going to upgrade Red Dead 2, and they then they can they can bang that off like on customers if they also have that Red Dead 1 because the people yeah. who want to play Red Dead 1 and then they'll be like, fuck, and then they'll play Red Dead 2 as well. Yeah. And then they would be more willing to pay for this upgraded version of the second game even though the second game i mean the second game came out almost five years ago now it's like three and a half years yeah, it's getting towards now. four years now i think it was like october or november 2018 yeah so who knows it could very well be that um you know that they will d- I was thinking in my head, it's like, oh, it came out just before the PS5, be alright. It's like a good three years before the end of the PS4s and the Xbox Ones. Yeah. So a decent amount that they could have. But it was still kind of the pinnacle of that generation. Yeah, I don't think you could have pushed a PS4 or an Xbox One to do much more. I mean, not at that scale, right? Like, I would say that arguably um, The Last of Us 2 looks graphically better. I think so. It's not that much of a step up, though. Like it's if you really a, think about it's it, it's a much. It's not a big step up, and it's a much smaller area. Yeah, exactly. Because you're not. Like that's the thing about Red Dead is that it's this huge world. Yeah. Um. Everything that you know, Naughty Dog did in The Last of Us Two didn't have to deal with this huge. No. Land it's very linear, which isn't a problem also... for Last of Us. No, of but, course, but, but it just does make it easier. Yeah. For them. No, absolutely. So I mean, I don't really have much else to add on. That. I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I I've included it on here because for Red Dead Rockstar fans, you know, yeah. something to be excited about. But you're right. This was going to happen, mm. wasn't it? And it's not as exciting as a new game. So let me hit you with some new games. Well, some re-release games that are becoming free. We spoke a few weeks about. Uh, we spoke a few weeks ago about PlayStation's new subscription model, whereby yes. if you get the premium double platinum version. You will get not only access to PlayStation Online services, but you get some free games. And they've released a list on their... This comes from the PlayStation blog, so it's not a leak. It's as verifiable as they come. Okay. And they've given you a lineup. So we'll do... How about... uh, We'll do sort of quick fire of your thoughts. Is this good? Is this bad? So they've chosen... They've a number here, but they've chosen to headline that you'd be getting uh, Spider-Man, Assassin's Creed Valhalla... Demon Souls. Well, you know what would be an easier way to do this? Because it's such a massive list. I'll tell you that PlayStation Studios, you basically get the lot. Any big PlayStation game, you're getting it if it comes directly from them. Yeah. So third party is really more interesting. This is what they're spending money on to give you more classic games. So I'll go through this list and you can see what you think. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you get. Mm-hmm. You get Control, Ultimate Edition. You okay. get Far Cry 3 and 4. You get uh, Final Fantasy 15. You get uh, Mortal Kombat, NBA 2K, Red Dead 2. That's quite big. Soul Calibur 6, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, mm-hmm. The Crew 2, The Division, which is about £2 right now, like $2. Uh, Marvel's Guardian of the Galaxy. And it's actually, it's actually not as long a list. When I first got on this news, I thought, oh, this is massive. But, I mean, the list is slightly longer than that. I haven't included, like, City Skylines and some of the smaller things. Um, but I'll put it up there so you've got it for reference. So, you know, assuming you've got all mm. of your God of Wars, your Last of Us, your Horizons, what I do you think, think of you're this getting list? the latest they... Horizon, though, are you? are you? I don't think you're getting the very latest, actually. No, you're getting, you're getting Horizon Zero Dawn. No, you're right. You're not getting the very latest one, which is and a they, bit of a rip And they've also kind of, I believe, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. You're also not getting The Last of Us. 
No. Which is Unless very it's under surprising. Two. It's under two. Oh, yeah, there we go. You but are. you're getting Last of Us. But not but Last, not of, Last two. of Us 2. So maybe they're going to do the PS1, the PlayStation-owned games they won't release for a two years. Something like or that. Or something like that. But, I mean, some of those games really should be on there. I mean, for yeah. God's sake, not having The Last of Us 2 on there, that makes no sense. No, that's a joke. Like, well, the, the, like the, they have yeah. Knack on there. Fucking Knack. But they don't have Knack 2. Like, Knack was not a good game. Knack 2 was actually a pretty good game. Why the fuck would they not have Knack 2? Maybe they're going with just a general rule, as I say. Yeah. They won't put anything on there unless it's two years old. I mean, these are all games, right, that are, I believe... In, uh, I mean, not every single one of them, but most of them are games that are in that um, PlayStation Classics format. These are all 1999 games. They're not full price games anymore. And a ton of these, (coughs) including what's on the third party partners, have appeared as games with gold. Lots of these have Batman. City Skylines, Control, Control was on For Honor. Control was actually on Game Pass. Yeah. And it's not on Game Pass anymore. I think PlayStation have stolen it from Game Pass. They've stolen it. They've stolen it. And uh, I I don't don't know. I mean, Far Cry 4. Why is Far Cry 5 and Far Cry 6 not on there? Uh, Yeah. You know, that I understand not 6 because it's recent, but 5. But 5. Why is it not, you know, Hollow Knight, great game. It's not so, like if it's you're not, gonna if you're gonna play enough. it, then you will have played it already. Yeah. Like pretty much the most really recent game that I am a little bit surprised to see is the Guardians of the Galaxy game. That's yeah. a bit surprising to see that soon. It's also kind of surprising to see the Assassin's Creeds, like one Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, but again, that's Assassin's Creed Valhalla that came out twenty twenty. Yeah. A couple of years ago. A couple of so years ago. It's not super recent. And they have, for example, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, which I always... It's, it's That'll a funny, be an enjoyable playthrough, yeah. I love that game. That's a fantastic game. So is Stick of Truth. Yeah, Why which Stick is even of Truth older. not on there? And yeah. it's, like, so much better to play the second one if you've played that first one. Yeah. So there's so many things here where it's, like... You know, why have they included, like, the recent remaster of Resident Evil? It's just not, it's just not, it's not enough. They've got, they've put on, like, one or two, basically just for the brand. The Division. They put on, yeah, the Division, not even the Division 2. Now, the Division 1 is a game that relies on service. The Division 1 is empty right now. You could go on, do the campaign, which the game was not created for. It was created for post-campaign multiplayer content, and then you're done. Everything, this just screams to me, not enough investment. This isn't blockbuster. This isn't going to win people over to paying no. a subscription. And I mean, like, something like City Skylines, great that that's on there. They had who... that free, though, as I say, like a couple of months yeah, ago on Games but, and also, And also, who the fuck wants to play City Skyline on the play- on PlayStation? Yeah. That's definitely a PC game. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's a great game, but it's PC. It's also not expensive. It's not yeah. like, a, it's not going to win me over to, I'm not going to pay £10 a month to pay. No. To play that, no. so I think um, I think we're in agreement that this I think is quite what, a disappointing first show. It's great that Red Dead Two is on there. That's surprising. That's probably the biggest one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But everything else, I mean, like it's great. Controls on there. I love Control. It's great that you know Celeste is on there. It's a great game. These aren't really games that I'm super keen to. No. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's, these aren't blockbuster RPGs like, I missed out ca- on in the last five years. I'm not going to come back to Batman Arkham Knight. No. 
No, I'm not. I'm not in 2022. There's a lot. Of, that's that's the problem. That's the running theme here. There's not enough that I would want to go back to and play. They don't have as many. There's there's a lack of. It's not timeless classics, but it's also not modern blockbusters. It's a bit of meh from between ten and five years ago. Yeah, it's got like okay. So Red Dead Two is a classic. Red uh, Far Cry Three, arguably also a classic, but yeah. also ten years old now. Yeah. And other than that, Celeste is, but it's not really a game that people necessarily need to play on PlayStation, for example. No. Um, Probably also and very if, cheap. And if that's a game that they really want to, it's not an expensive game. No. Control, great. Not a classic, though. I mean, honestly, what is this list? It's, I just think you compare that weird. to Xbox Game Pass, and they need to do more, frankly, Sony. This is a disappointing list. Yeah, I mean, Game Pass is hundreds Okay. Yeah, yeah, and brand new stuff, you know, big things, yeah. things that grab attention. Well, we'll, uh, we'll uh, maybe add a link to this or uh, an article of our own that covers this uh, in the description. You can check it out yourself, but there's, as we say, nothing uh, exceptional here outside yeah. of Red Dead 2. Um, but, you know, the amount you pay a month, you just pick up a copy of Red Dead 2. Yeah. Okay, next bit of news is a little bit darker, though. We've, uh, we've, we've, we've told off Sony for their lackluster attempts at subscription service. Now... Gambling in games. We've, this comes from an entertainment subject where if you don't know streamers, the biggest streamer, I think he's the most popular, all top three, right? He, he's one of the biggest. He's one of the biggest. Now, I think that Ninja is bigger. That probably sounds, probably PewDiePie as well. I mean, PewDiePie, I would classify him, I mean, I mean, he does stream, but I would more classify him as a YouTuber. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, more video, yeah, rather than directly just like streaming. Like edited videos. He doesn't, yeah. like, I mean, he does do live streams. I am not sure if he does it on Twitch or just YouTube. I think he has signed to YouTube. I think he's signed to YouTube. But, I mean, he's a YouTuber. He's not... Who Twitch streams? He's not a Twitch stream. Who does the occasional video. But of those Twitch streamers, biggest (laughs) one in the world, or one of the biggest, called XQC. And, um... I think he gets so much attention and so many people love him because a lot of people that age, like teenagers, maybe people kind of struggling a bit, don't know what to do, and he's kind of... Uh, I don't know. You don't want to speak. I don't not not to be slanderous, but he's always. I, he, I I gather he's had a lot of, you know, problems and things. He's had yeah. difficulties. He hasn't had the. You know, he's had things go wrong. And gambling has been a big thing uh, for him. That he said he was addicted to. Lost millions a year ago, and then stopped. Went cold turkey, but he started again. He's now sponsored yeah. by a gambling company or a website. No, he's not. Um, he doesn't do sponsored gambling streams. Okay, so what's the thing at the end? He the... used to, but he doesn't. But anymore. what's the recent news? The recent news is that he um, did a podcast with Pokimane, which is also kind of a funny story. If you're into that kind of world, I'm not so much, but if you're into that kind of world, it's kind of a funny story because they planned on doing this uh, this big podcast together. And then he, and then she like, and it was going to be like a live stream podcast. And so she turned up and they started, and she started streaming and he just never showed. And she's kind of just sitting there going, all right, well, bye, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, but eventually they did actually manage to do their first episode and they were talking about um, his gambling streams and he opened up about, you know, having lost millions of dollars. Yeah. Um, gambling. Um, which I think is, you know, obviously, I wish that I had a million dollars to lose gambling, if I'm, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. But, um, no, obviously, it's a problem. 
So what do you think about this whole like phenomenon of gambling in video games, though, or, or video yeah. game gambling? So I think more. they actually need to uh, crack down and be much, much harder with how a lot of these things work in games because they are just effectively gambling. I don't know if uh, maybe a few older gamers, maybe even parents, if you're listening, not to sound too old school, but I think a lot of people don't realise within how many children's games there is this random loot box feature. It's my least favourite thing, and I absolutely despise it about Apex. It's so predatory. Um, yeah, but yeah, they, they, you pay like a pound. You know, It's a small buy-in, so you get into and then you get a random item inevitably the first one or the first 10 you get you get the gold thing you get the purple thing and then it's blue it's all blue or grey from there on out like low tier items Um, and they're always trying to sell you this uh, they're always trying to sell you this idea of like fake value for money like one time they'll half the price of the packs or something so people want to go in and buy more but my point is they're using all these known um, psychological techniques to persuade people to gamble and to persuade people into bad behaviours what's extraordinary about and they're it, getting away with it I don't know how what's extraordinary is I, I hate the gambling lobby I hate the you know the, the, the entire industry but if you think about it if you go to a casino and you do get those like you know they do the same thing obviously where they will give you a little reward yeah. And that'll kind of incentivize you. Oh, you know, I put in 100 bucks, now I have 150 bucks. If I keep going, I'll make more. Obviously, 150 on red. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and obviously, you won't. You'll lose it. Yeah. You know? um, but at least if they give you that, like, 50 bucks, you have the 50 bucks. Yeah. And you could pull out and go and take the money. Yeah. These are not. And, and, what, and the thing is that at least then. The gambling company has given you something. They've given you value. They've given you money out of their pocket, right? Yeah. When a game developer creates some kind of an item in a game, they spend the, the only expenditure that they have is the time it takes for the graphic designer to design the item and then for the programmer to put it into the game. Yeah. Right? With whatever statistical um, changes, you know, if it's a buff, if it's a nerf, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, But other than that, this is incredibly good value for the company, right? Like, the, the, the guys behind Apex Respawn, right? Yeah. They're just making bank on this stuff, you know, yeah. because they that costs them nothing. They're not giving you anything. No. If you think about it, you go into Skyrim yeah. and you pick up an amazing sword. There's not there's no difference between that and yeah. what's happening in something like Apex. Apex, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just you're getting something from the from inside the game, and it's quite quite low effort. You know, these aren't the most amazing cosmetics in the world, and even if they are, they take a fraction of the time old DLC used to have taken. You know, where it's mm. an actual bit of content you play and enjoy. You're right; it's even more insidious. It's like walking into a shop or a restaurant and then paying your money, pulling a little one-armed bandit, and either getting no food or your meal or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. You don't get anything from it. You just maybe get something good from their store. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they, yeah, there's just, I think we just let the gaming industry off too easily for it because it's not quite seen as bad as gambling because it's not, you know, sexy. There's no Vegas. There's no, you know, old I drunken mean, men we, by the machines because kids been, are doing it. It's been proven separately that video games are highly addictive. Yeah, yeah. I have people very close to me who, for example, were very, very addicted to World of Warcraft and Ooh, spent years and years. I was the worst years. defender. 
um, of their life, basically consumed by this game. So it's proven that video games are highly addictive um, because of various gameplay techniques that they use. Yeah. Now, when they're combining that those ga- those those gameplay techniques with the same stuff that the gambling industry does, this is like a recipe for addiction. I mean, like people, it's no surprise, you know. Like I, I'm not a big fan of XQC. No, I just don't. I for no particular reason, yeah. I just don't follow him. But you know, you you do get it. You know, like he certainly d- deserves to some help. If he if he wants yeah. help, then he should get some help for this because um, it is a very legitimate problem. Yeah, oh no, I absolutely think there should be some kind of. It's difficult to legislate against games because they're made and sold all around the world for different regions and markets. But yeah, I do think it would be really good if I, w- I would really welcome a movement that tried to outlaw or ban random premium loot in games, like where it is the kind of box rolling mechanic yeah like it's totally okay if um when call of duty goes here's a pack you'll get these five items that'll be ten dollars it's look the stuff is expensive like i pay a, yeah. i pay a lot for call of duty sure. stuff it's expensive but you know what you're getting so i'm okay it's with not it. gambling it's, it's not just, gambling exactly it's just consumerism yeah and you know as with any consumerism you make the decision whether you think that that those four euros for that beer yeah is a waste of your money and but, time. But they're not persuading any kids that, you know, four euros might get them eight beers. Exactly. Know, or, whatever, yeah. or it might get them zero beers. Yeah. You know, yeah. Especially not beer because they're kids. But, but yeah. yeah, the yeah. example still stands. No, I. It's it really is a huge problem. And I think that, um, you know, I think it's good that someone as high profile as XQC has opened up about how bad it is yeah you know this is a man who he's lucky because he has been so successful that the fact that he's lost these millions obviously it's not good he could have done a lot more of his life with, mm-hmm. the, with those one with those that million bucks um you know he could have given it to a charity or he could have bought a really nice house or whatever he wants to do with his money he could certainly have got a lot more value for that money yeah if not for this addiction. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, like, that's the other thing, like, you know, the, the these poker games, like what they were, what he has been playing, which is actually just a poker game, you know. I mean, a million bucks is probably quite a significant portion of the budget that it costs to make the bloody game. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just a, it's just a poker simulator. Yeah. It's not particularly sophisticated. No, I've always found it. I do. I've always found it odd when people, uh, when people like him, who have the money and the means to go to these amazing uh, gambling cities and you know gambling holidays, would do it online. Like you should, you should imagine him huddled in a dark room doing it on an old PC. Yeah, you think you've got the money to get a first class. You know, and even if you're going to throw your life away, do it in style. Yeah, you know, stay at the uh, go, stay go at the, to the Ritz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, like you go to you go to Vegas, for example, which is like probably the gambling capital of the world, at least in the West. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, at least it's an experience that you've been given. Yeah. At least you know, like, people that there. is a yeah, thing. Exactly. Like I've been to a casino. I've never gambled myself, but I have been to casinos, usually because they have amazing buffets, like the Sydney bu- the Sydney Star Casino buffet. Oh. Amazing. You pay thirty bucks. You have infinite food. It's 
delicious. You it's so good. Yeah. Um, but you know, wandering through the actual casino, just having a look, you know, and uh, it's a cool atmosphere. Yeah. You know, it is definitely an experience. You know, you get all like glammed up. All the men up. feel like bomb. The women feel, you know, well, yeah, you know, exactly. Like, unfortunately, we don't have as many female stereotypes, female role models like Bond, but yeah, no, exactly. And it's like there is an experience there. Sitting at your PC, yeah, mindlessly clicking. It's like using reloading those, the package. <laughs> yeah, it's like going to one of those like pubs with the poker machines. Yeah, yeah, with the pokies. And they just put in a coin and bong, bong, spins. Like a thousand neon buttons that you've got to slam. Yeah. 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 Press it again. Put in more money. Yeah. It's addicting. It's addict- addictive. And it's, yeah, it's really bad. Yeah. I really, as I say, hope that we can get it at least removed from, uh, at least, at least if we could get loot boxes or something like that yeah. removed. No, well, I mean, this is what the, what this is, you know, like there's always a lot of talk about, you know, violence in video games. But violence isn't the problem. No. If the government could yeah. stop talking about the violence and start talking about some of the other things... They could address how addictive... How, how, how they're designed to make you addicted to them using psychological techniques, you know, yeah. login rewards, daily rewards, things like that, and to kind of give you a false sense of alarm with red notifications, you've got to do this, and the gambling, yeah. yeah. You're right, the violence is such a red herring, it's such a misdirect, like, yeah. you can go on, I go on Reddit on a random day and I see worse shit than I can do in a video game yeah, these yeah. days. And it's only, like, I don't know, video game violence is quite... Um, I can't think of these days many examples of anything ab- abhorrent. It's usually just like yeah. shoot some, you know, my bullets in Call of Duty glow blue and stuff, and people yeah, like yeah. make Lego dismemberment effects. It's not that gory. I mean, there's so many things like that in video games as well. You know, like for example, the idea that a company can just release a completely broken game. Yeah. Like if yeah. you if you if someone released yeah. a um like a DVD. Yeah. Of a of a movie, that. The entire D- all of the DVDs were faulty. Yeah, yeah, they barely played, or the audio was scratched. Or yeah, something. yeah, they would have to recall those DVDs. It's, you I know mean, what I mean? It's a less tangible product. They're kind of they're allowed to get away with it, just not being what it says. You're absolutely right. In another example, it'd be like, no, no, of it, you. It's, you it's, have it's to like give if the you if, if you got advertised that oh, this is the great new Kanye West album, and then you put it in, and it was Neil Young. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like uh, you know. In my in my case, I'd be very happy. But most people who's who are Kanye West fans are gonna be like, "What? Who, who the fuck is this high pitched Canadian dude?" Yeah, yeah. And why is he singing about horses? And why do, why doesn't the horse have a name? You know, like <laughs> they'd be asking the real questions. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. But but let's turn something more uh, joyful and hopeful on a summer's yeah, day. Absolutely. We've done gambling. Let's do. Let's go back to romance. Let's go back to dating. Love is in the air. Yeah. This news that we heard from our colleague Faris, who did the interview just yesterday. <laughs> and I implore our listeners, we will put the link to this video yeah. in the description. So fucking funny. So I think so I think this event, he I don't know what they thought, but I think it was meant to be a normal press event. And it turns out, Dead by Daylight, uh, the most one of the most popular things, this is this is fans' own fault, because apparently what fans have most enjoyed or what they've been talking about most online with Dead by Daylight is how much they fancy the characters and want to date them. So an official Dead by Daylight dating sim is coming. This isn't this isn't a joke. This isn't a mod. This isn't a leak. There is a trailer. Like as Evans just said, watch it yourself. 
This an isn't a joke. Official... This isn't a mod. This isn't a leak. But it is amazing. Yeah, but it is amazing. <laughs> this is an official dating and relationship simulator with some of the Dead by Daylight characters. Which brings us to our question. Dating games, dating sims, is this always going to be basically a joke? Do you, do you expect people to ever meet? You know, we've heard those once or two anecdotal I mean, stories of the World of Warcraft couple who meet. Could you imagine a future where you meet Is this the kind of game where they're actually dating the other people? Like, other, like, not, like, is it, are they dating NPCs or are they dating, um, are, are other people Is it like online? NPCs? I think this one is just dating NPCs. Right? I, I I honestly, I'm not sure, but I, I, I think. I, so. I have a, I have a question. Okay. That's somewhat related. Have you ever played Hatterful Boyfriend? No. I'll just Google that now. Hatterful Boyfriend. Yeah. Google that bad boy. Oh, hat o. Oh, yeah. like a bird. It's a pigeon here. Okay. It's nice. a um, pigeon dating. <laughs> this simulator. is the one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> it's a pigeon. It's dating a dating sim. simulator, but all of the characters are pigeons, and it's not explained why. And but you're a human. I know you're every a human. birdie here. Oh, you're a human. <laughs> Besides, you're the only human. A single poppy in a field of rye. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this is definitely something that's always going to exist, right? Dating seems like that will always exist, but I want to pan it out and ask you, do you imagine a future where gaming is so ubiquitous and it's like a second life where people might actually begin meeting and dating? Can you imagine a I Tinder in VR, for instance? I think that it's already kind of a thing. Because, I mean, like, tons of people have said, oh, we met playing Fortnite, or we met playing... Um, World of Warcraft or something like this. Um, I mean, like, back in the day, like, 10, 15 years ago, World of Warcraft is a perfect example because that they have, like, legitimate conventions where, like, a clan... Yeah. You'll be part of a clan. Get raided then, during a wedding. <laughs> well, no, because you'll, um, you'll be in a particular clan kind of thing and you'll play with the same people all the time, but those people might be in New York and you're in Switzerland, you know, and... They they actually have get-togethers. Yeah. And these people <laughs> that you've spent hundreds of hours playing with, and then you go and you meet them. And actually that's a go real thing. Um, you would know happens. who they are, wouldn't you? Not to be mean, but if you walked into a restaurant, you'd be like, oh, you, don't, you wouldn't need to ask what table. No, no, you'd be like, oh, it's those guys. It's those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> so I do think it's a, it's, it's a real thing. And, I mean, also if you think about things like Tinder and yeah. th- these kind of platforms... In a way, it is a video game. They yeah. they gamify it. You know? Yeah, they do gamify it. Because there are like upgrades, yeah, sound uh, sound cues, little yeah. delightful, yeah. Um, so I think that you know, no, it'll it's definitely going to further progress in that direction. And there definitely, I mean, there's VR yeah. porn already, so there's definitely going to be VR. Oh, that's just happening. There's going to be a VR brothel in the future. Oh, for, for sure, sure. For sure. sure. No, no doubt about there it. I'm sure it's is. already in development, yeah. at yeah. least. There was a heartwarming video on Reddit from a man, uh, an autistic man, who was talking about how VR and Roblox in particular had really helped him socialise from mm. a life where he very rarely ever left or went out because he found normal socialising difficult. Yeah. Um, and that was just a perfect example of it, I think, as well. Where yeah, he, no, absolutely. Yeah, he just was talking, as I say, uh, about how many people he'd met and how it was just a lot easier for him when he was in a, you know, yeah. the body you make and you can have the voice you want. Well, maybe not, but you can emulate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have quite a few friends who've met 
significant others online. Do you? Okay. Like, okay. not, and, and I don't mean, like, Tinder, but I mean, like, on, in video games. And then after that, kind of, you know, like, I think one of them, uh, she, the girl was from, like, Texas or something, and he went to Texas. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy on a whim. That's, oh, that's a... Uh, did it turn out to be who he thought it would be? I, f- I believe so, yeah. For you. For you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But, I mean, like, you know, it does happen, but obviously people need to be careful. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think I think the answer to your question, at least in my opinion, is yes. What do you think? No, I agree. I think it will come. I think it will be more and more a thing. I don't know whether it will always be limited to certain people, just because there are people who are, you know, charismatic and beautiful who will always want to meet in person, perhaps. But, yeah, I think for a vast majority of people, it would be a great way to meet. Yeah. And it'd be like uh, it'd be like the reality TV show on Netflix, Sexy Beast, where you, 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 you meet, they meet for the first time in full prosthetic makeup and masks. And the idea is, can you fall in love based on your mannerisms and talking and conversation, not on your face? Yeah. Whatever. So that was, yeah. Maybe, maybe even it'll be even healthier than normal relationships. We'll get back to that one. Right. So our next, uh, that was the news, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a quieter week just because we're getting towards summer festival season. Me and Evan love it. It means mm. late nights, great reveals, lots of buzz, but we're not there yet. So we're in a sort of quiet period. Exactly. So. Next feature, or next uh, part of the podcast, I just wanted to bring back the recommendations. Thanks for the listeners to go away with this week. I'll start, if that's okay. You start. I'll start. So I'm going to say, uh, last week, I, I can't remember what game I mentioned, maybe Blood Hunt, which is the free uh, Battle Royale. And this week, I've mentioned it earlier, but Apex Legends Mobile, plug your controller in, it's really easy to connect an Xbox or PlayStation controller, which I'm sure if you're listening to this, you all have. It's a free game, and it's really surprisingly good fun. If you're on the bus, if you're in bed, play with the controller. Modern day phones have such good computing power. Oh, yeah. It's basically like a, a poor man's Switch, which also has Apex. Mm. Uh, it's a very poor man's Switch. Don't expect like the full Apex experience, but it's very nice. So I would just recommend that, and completely free, so what's not to love? Absolutely. Evan, what would you like to recommend? I would like to recommend, John, taking risks. <laughs> okay, okay. So last week, Barrister told me his favourite film of all time, and your recommendation is going to be to take risks this week. Now, I'm not talking... Because we did just go against gambling. <laughs> now, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, do stupid shit. No. You know, of course, if you talk from the perspective of, you know, statistics and probability and stuff, like, there is a slight chance that if you jump off the side of the... Um, Empire State Building, you know, your atoms will land at just the right places that you'll fit in between the pavements and you'll be just fine. You know, it is like a very tiny, tiny percentage chance. But you can make but statistics no, say anything. You know, days, ex- you? exactly, exactly. That's just postmodernism. <laughs> um, you know, it's all about, you know, your, perspe- your perception. I perceive that if I jump off this building, I won't die. Well, actually, your perception is wrong. That's why postmodernism is stupid. But anyway, um... <laughs> Very basic de- breakdown in postmodernism. Okay, but no, nice. um, that was a joke, guys. Please don't hate it's it. It's not about perspective. No. You're coming to. You're going to hit the floor. You're going to go splat. What I'm saying is, go out. It's su- it's going to be summer soon here in the northern hemisphere. Go travel. Go do things. Don't just sit around playing video games. I love video games. This is a video. It's game a podcast. video game podcast. But. Take risks. <laughs> the recommendation on the video game podcast is to not play video games. Go outside. 
You know that friend of yours who moved to Mexico for no reason? Oh, yeah. 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 Our friend. Uh, our friend. Our friend who moved to Mexico. Yeah. Moved to Mexico. He took risks. Don't go to North Korea. But maybe go to South Korea. Go do your thing. Go do your thing. And take risks. That's my piece Okay, so, so this is my was, recommendation. So mine was Apex Legends Mobile, and yours was just take. Well, not t- just. Yours was the very bold take risks, <laughs> live life. <laughs> yeah, go out. <laughs> and next week, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just this week, take risks. Then next, stop next. No, week, next week, we'll next week, I'll give you a new direction for your life. Yeah. Okay, nice. But this week, take risks. So you've got that while you're on the plane to Mexico. With Apex Legends Mobile downloaded on just your iOS or walk, Android device. When you're in the airplane, right? Just ask for the coffee. Like, just take the risk. You know what I mean? Is that, it, is it that could, the risky choice? It could possibly be the most foul thing. In fact, it probably will be one of the most foul things you've ever tasted. But take the risk, damn it. So while you're slamming back disgusting cups of coffee at thirty five thousand altitude, going, why am I on my way to? You'll be thinking, thank God I listened to the early game podcast, and maybe also you'll be recollecting my next feature, Evan. Final one before we round out and say goodbye to the listeners. We've already spoken about the best relationship you've ever been to, but what are the worst sex scenes? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. What are the worst sex scenes you've the ever? Worst. What's the worst slash best funniest cringiest? Probably the worst, like the worst sex scene you've ever seen in a video game. Okay. So my answer to the first question was Liara, right? That was my favorite in-game relationship that I've been mm. in. The worst sex scene is the first sex scene in Mass Effect 1 with Liara. Oh, no. <sighs> in fact, any sex scene in that game is awful. But that kind of weird dry humping thing that they get going there, just the two the two models sort of moving into each other. And that thing where they, they didn't get face expressions right at all back then, so they were just like, oh, you can't. This is an audio medium, but imagine like a completely emotionless face with those eyeballs that video game characters used to have, which just look like you know, bolt tiny. And turn the balls. camera and they're horrifying. It's like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like. <laughs> you know, and just breathing this really heavy no wouldn't recommend what about you okay I'm gonna go with I'm bad at this I always repeat myself I'm not talking about the same thing earlier I brought it up but I'm gonna say the beginning of Assassin's Creed 2 when you first meet XCA oh my god and you've got to finger you've got to finger Claudia in the or what's her name or uh, Claudine or something yeah, yeah, yeah your yeah, first yeah. girlfriend in Pisa is where the game starts um, yeah and you've got to like You've got like um, Florence, actually. I think. Florence, sorry, that's where you start, isn't it? And yeah. you've got like a there's like it's not just uh, press X a finger. There's like sorry to be so explicit. There's also like Y to stroke or something like that. It's like you get multiple directions and you work yourself up into a heat and then you get core and it's like oh Ezio, he's so naturally good at parkour because he's such a like a, he's such a you know, he's such yeah, yeah. a rapscallion about the town at night with all the young ladies. And he, like, runs away across rooftops and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just thought it was the most ridiculous but kind of funny opening to a game that was going to be far more serious within hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that would definitely be my worst. That Yeah, that's a pretty good choice. Yeah. Awful scene. 
terrible. Just uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Breaking the controller. (laughs) Okay, uh, a goodbye and a send off to those listening at home. What have they got forward? What have they got to look forward to in the week ahead? We've got a couple of things here. We mentioned the first week of June. State of play might be happening. Yes, that's not in the week ahead. Oh no, it's not. It's next week, isn't it? I forgot we're just going to go out. I think this okay. the week after the next week. I'll bring this up next week then yeah. again, guys. But I'm going to bring this up twice. There's a state of play happening. Soon. Yeah, probably soon. God of War. And actually, looks like God that of War. being June, as we said earlier, that's going to be when conventions... That's convention... That's convention city. season. That's convention season. So there's probably going to be a lot more bigger, there's interesting no E3. events. No, but isn't the um, Xbox? Yeah, there'll uh, be an Xbox and Bethesda thing in, I believe, June as well. Yeah. And then Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest to round it off at the end in like late August. Yeah. And some things in between. Yeah, something like that. Okay. So we've got a few things to look forward to. So not next week, first week of June's State of Play. Uh, Next Uh, week, Sniper Elite 6 is being released. Yes. What do you think of this? Do you have any opinion? Um, It's uh, like a double A or a single A. I don't know how you technically classify it. So it's not the biggest attention grabber thing. I do like the bullet time. It's kind of all focused. That's always been a mechanic I've liked where you you shoot and it slows down and you follow the bullet. And in Sniper Elite, they're really good at like doing the sound effects of the... You know, and it shows yeah, like you've yeah, gone yeah, through yeah. the live or whatever, like critical hit. That's an enjoyable mechanic. You know, it's they do that one thing like, really well. I can get a good few hours. As you out said, they're like double A games. Yeah. Not triple A games. No. Um But they're always fun. I've enjoyed them, yeah. They had on the PlayStation Now when that was a service, mm. they had a few of the old ones. I signed up just to play through like the third one or the fourth one. Yeah. Yeah, they are fun. They are fun. It they take me of... back to a like early two thousands yeah. World War Two campaign. What I will say though is it is a bit of an indictment on May, the month of May. This is pretty much the biggest game that's coming out this month. Sniper Elite Six, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I think we're still a bit backward in the games industry with this trying to grab the Christmas market thing. I think they're still thinking yeah, like, why like does 90s it always... toy manufacturers. And it's also bizarre because they always like, you know, like, do you remember like last year, Call of Duty came out one week and then the next week, both Halo and Battlefield came yeah. out. It was like, surely you would want to spread this shit out because like people who like Call of Duty might perhaps be interested in playing Battlefield. There were three. There were three you know, first-person shooters. They could have had, you know, yeah. in the Venn diagram. There's a lot of people that are in all three of their potential markets. Yeah. yeah. No, like there's a lot of people who will buy Halo, who will buy Battlefield, and who will buy Call of Duty. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, there are hardcore fans of each game that'll be like, "Oh, I like Battlefield. Fuck Call of Duty." But there's a lot of people that just like both. Yeah. 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 And it's it is a bit weird that they always do that, and it's the same with like. So so often, very similar games come out. Like, you know, there, there was... Uh, I think it was Far Cry came out. The same... Like, back in the day, Far Cry 3 came out almost the same... I think the same month that Assassin's Creed 3 came out. Yeah. It's like, these are very similar games. I mean, one is a first-person shooter. One is a, like, kind of, like, action historical thing but in terms of their mechanics these are very similar games yeah it's the same kind of world exploring ubisoft go here unlock new zone do mini quests go next place with better equipment so it's very like it's they 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 do that so often it's always you know october just and 
through the beginning of October, maybe late September, through to the kind of middle of December, just before Christmas. Yeah. They, that's when all of the games come out. And then you have this, like, dry period of, like, sometimes a few things come out in March. That's got Elden okay Ring, thing. for instance, at the end of February. Yeah, yeah, like, February, March, sometimes a couple of things come out. But from, like, April onwards until around September. Not until September. There's nothing. nothing Pretty much the summer. first massive release most years yeah. is whatever the new FIFA is. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like comes FIFA out comes out at, like, middle of September kind of thing. And then everything comes out after that. Ching, 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 yeah. ching. Yeah. And it's like, people don't have that much money. Like, like bad also, economy, guys. Like, yeah. let them save between the game releases also kids playing on summer holidays and stuff like i know take risk outside but real talk kids play a lot of games on summer like in the summer holidays like i think they're missing a the market oh yeah yeah well a conversation for another time yeah perhaps. absolutely anything else that you could see happening in the next week that you're excited about so our fans are going to go away they're going to take risks they're going to play sniper elite six <laughs> <laughs> what else are they going to do this week um i think i don't know I don't, there's nothing really else coming out, so... Uh, sorry, I'm just rapidly Googling to check something. Cause I no, would reco- I'll recommend something else. I thought, but no. I'll recommend something yeah. else. Rewatch all the Harry Potter movies. They're they great. Christmas, they are fantastic. I've been doing that this last week as well. Nice, nice. And I haven't seen them in probably 10 years. What are you up to As now? a kid, I was a huge fan of Harry Potter, but then, like, I don't know... I just stopped watching them. I'd seen them all. I had seen them all like 10 times or something as a kid. And then I didn't watch them for like, honestly, I think 10 years. And fuck, they're so good. Such good movies. I'm up to the last one now. Okay. And I even was like, you know what? Like the second last one got a lot of shit. It's actually a great movie. Yeah. Where there's, uh, is that where uh, Hermione and Ron argue there's Nick Cave playing? It's like Harry and Hermione dance. And it's like, this is a surprisingly good scene from a Harry Potter film. Yeah. Yeah, that really tipped me aback. It's like, oh, this is a this is surprisingly mature and well done. For yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a fantastic. That's a good. That is a good film. I think people don't like it because they've become too much focused on being serious and yeah. Voldemort. But you know what? The first also, ones are just like Quidditch. You know stuff. what's so yeah. true though? The second movie, fantastic, is scary. It is. It is. I was yeah. like. I was like, you kill obviously I wasn't scared because yeah. I knew what was going to happen, but it is a it is a movie that is very full of tension. Oh, like, yeah. it is a scary movie. And it's the same with the third movie as well. Yeah. Um, the first one isn't so well done. The actors are <laughs> pretty bad. Um, but they were also, like, 11. I read the book of the chamber before I saw it, and the bit where, like, um, Harry's in the cupboard in the staff room or something and hears them say, it's Ginny Weasley, like, uh... Someone he overhears it's Ginny Weasley. I was shook. I was like, "What?" I was like double checking and like I I was it, it blew my mind. One of the first, yeah, one yeah. of the first in my life. Fantastic little. But like they have lots of great scenes like that that you kind of forget about. But like for example, like um, there are so many, at least in my mind, scenes that I really that really stuck with me when I watched them as a child. Eat slugs, Malfoy. <laughs> no, no. For me, it was like. Um, the whole, like, the flashbacks to Tom Riddle. Oh, yeah, that was quite dark as well, actually. Um, and as, and uh, including in the second movie. Yeah. Um, and the thing with the book and 
the 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 scene in the first movie with the chess pieces. Yeah. And what I've really realized, and and also just that entire first section of the first movie where he, you're a wizard, Harry. You know this stuff. Yeah. It's so funny going back after really not seeing these movies for I legitimately think ten years. Those scenes are tiny moments. They're like really like a minute. You yeah, know what I mean? Get through a lot of content with them. Yeah. Yeah, like that first section of the movie, of the first movie, they do so much in mm. ten minutes. Within ten minutes. You've established You've gone to the zoo. Harry realized he's is magic. being abused by mm. his step parents. Um, has to live under the carpet. They're horrible people. They go to the zoo. He's magic. He does this thing with the snake, and then there's a there's a letter, and then Warren is very unhappy. So then lots yeah. of letters come. And they why go to is an island. My favorite day. <laughs> yeah, and then they go to an island. Hagrid turns up, and then yeah, you old prune Dursley. You're in Diagon Alley, and it's like ten minutes into the movie. So much happens. Yeah, you know, it's actually quite amazing how much they've managed to fit into those movies. And then it also just surprised me because I know that they lo- left lots of stuff out of the first book. The first book isn't very long either, so now it makes me want to go back and reread the first book because I'm like, there's so much content in this movie. It's a very long movie, and that's the other thing that I forgot about those movies. I never realized how fucking long they are. Chamber of Secrets yeah. is almost three hours That's long. That's the second one. It only goes up from there as well. Yeah, and I think the shortest one is the very last movie. Yeah, it's only like two hours and twenty-five too. minutes or something. Do they start with? Does it, is it the is it the end of the second or the beginning? Is it the end of the second to last or at the beginning of the very last where Dobby dies on the beach? Do- Dobby dies on the beach. It's the last scene of those. So of that the was the emotional half. havoc you went through recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah last night. Yeah. Beautiful place to be. And it's done so well. It it's extraordinary. Well. It's like I I I have always loved Harry Potter, but it was a it's a it's a joy to go back and like really go like. These are actually really good movies. Yeah. You know? So is that maybe your recommendation? Live, live take risks, rewatch the Harry Potter film. Yes. <laughs> On that note, cheers. Cheers. Nice. Nice. That was good. Mm. Good ending as well. Mm.